Trading in futures products entails significant risk of loss, which must be understood prior to trading and may not be appropriate for all investors. Good morning, everybody. It is Monday, April 18th, 6.02 a.m. Central Time. As I speak here, July corn futures up six cents at 7.89 and three quarters. December corn up seven and three quarters at 7.43. Fresh contract highs pretty much across the board in the corn market overnight and into this morning. July soybeans up four and a half at 16.69 and three quarters. November beans up two and three quarters at 15.04 and a quarter. July Chicago wheat up 20 and three quarters at 11.25 and a quarter. July Kansas City wheat up seven. 17 and a half at 11.74 and three quarters. July spring wheat up 23 and a half at 11.70 and a quarter. If you guys are listening on the podcast, appreciate it. Leave me a rating, leave me a review if you have not already. If you're watching on YouTube, hit that subscribe button, guys. My goal is to get to 5,000 subscribers. We're pretty close. If you need some additional assistance from me, go to my website. It is www.standardgrain.com. Uh, check out my premium subscription service. My premium subscribers get my morning email every single business day. It goes out before 6 a.m. Central. It includes all the uh, pretty much every overnight headline you need to be aware of, all my grain marketing recommendations, a ton of weather info, my subscriber-only videos. Uh, I do a new subscriber-only video every single day. I did one on Thursday last week regarding options, some new crop corn and soybean option strategies for uh, farmers and grain marketers, some more complicated stuff. Typically, I keep things very, very simple when it comes to options, but I ran through some slightly more complicated stuff for those who are interested. So if you guys are interested in this sort of content, sign up for that premium deal. It's 50 bucks a month. You can cancel at any time, no other fee, no other obligation. Nobody will try to sell you anything else. Fighting in Ukraine continues. Russian forces have encircled the southeast port city of Mariupol. Although Ukrainian forces have not surrendered yet, uh, Russia's capture of the city appears imminent at this point. Russian bombs and missiles continue to hit locations around Ukraine. Ukraine's foreign minister cited a huge humanitarian catastrophe in Mariupol following the month-long siege there. Ukraine's farm minister said last week that about 1.2 million metric tons of grain and oilseed sat on 57 commercial vessels in blocked seaports. The minister is concerned that uh, quality issues could arise if these uh, if grain is stored on these ships for more than a few months. And uh, that's something that is, is just one of many concerns that they have in Ukraine. Now, perhaps on that same note, spring plantings in Ukraine may fall by only 17% this year uh, versus last year. The country's ag minister revised higher his forecast for spring acreage. Uh, they're planning on planting 14 million hectares, which is about 30 5 million acres. That would be down only 17% from the 16.9 million that they planted in spring of 2021. Farmers have already started planting some spring crops. Uh, the ministry did not provide an acreage breakdown. Uh, there has been a lot of talk about reduced corn acreage in particular, uh, you know, moving away from corn, which is, is mostly exported and toward like more food staple type items. Whether or not that's the case, I don't know. Whether or not this, this uh, I think, minimal re uh, downward revision to acreage of only 17%. Uh, I think the trade, a lot of traders believe that the, that the number will be much higher than that. The, they may only plant, you know, half of what they planted last year. I think there's a lot of question marks there, but it, it feels to me like the market's almost just zeroing out Ukraine when it comes to uh, export possibilities and acreage, that sort of thing. But that's what the Ukrainian government uh, is saying here uh, for the moment. 
Large money managers remain heavily long the corn and soybean markets. CFTC released its weekly commitment of traders reports on on Friday. Uh, in the week ending April 12th, large money managers or funds were net buyers of 15,000 contracts of corn, net buyers of 15,000 contracts of soybeans, and 3,000 contracts of SRW wheat. The funds have not been net short the corn market since August of 2020. They haven't been net short the soybean market since March of 2020. They've been on both sides of the SRW wheat market. They were short as recently as early March. March, but uh, these net longs in the row crops, 357,000 in corn and 165 in beans, those are pretty hefty net long positions, historically speaking. Most of the Corn Belt is going to see some rain this week. Your heaviest amounts will be confined to Missouri, southern Iowa, uh, western Illinois, and then I think you'll see some snow or rain in um, northern Minnesota, uh, the northern to, to northeastern part of North Dakota. Maybe some rain on this eastern edge of, uh, say, Oklahoma, Kansas. Now, your drought areas are really going to miss a lot of this rain. You look at the drought. And then you look at uh, the next seven days in your drought areas of, say, Texas, Oklahoma, uh, Kansas, Colorado, Nebraska, South Dakota. A lot of those areas are going to miss the rains. So the, the rains here, which I think are going to come back in around Wednesday or Thursday here in the west and then kind of move their way east. Uh, this could hold up corn planting in some areas, certainly. Temperature slated to return uh, to normal or even above normal during the six to 10 day period for the central and eastern Corn Belt. Below normal temperatures are going to stick around in the northern plains in particular. So I think that you're still going to see kind of a slower start to uh, corn planting here. I think you should see a slower than normal uh, corn planting progress number again this afternoon in the uh, crop progress report from USDA. The National Oilseed Processors Association, or NOPA, released March crush data on Friday. NOPA members crushed 181.8 million bushels of soybeans in March. That was up 10% from February, up 2% from the same month last year. Uh, that print was just shy of slate of trade expectations by a very slim margin, but still a very, very good number. We've got strong crush margins, generally adequate supplies of soybeans, which have allowed processors to keep their crush rate high. Processing is typically reduced seasonally from, say, April through June when there's plant maintenance. So if, if we fall off here the next couple months, uh, don't be surprised, but that was a good number. More soybean sales or flash sales reported on Friday while the markets were closed. A total of 838,000 metric tons. That's about 31 million bushels reported. Uh, we had some sales to China for both old crop and new crop, and then an, a sale to an unknown for uh, the current marketing year. So demand for U.S. soybeans, still very good. Uh, lots of export sales, a good crush number, uh, and that's all despite high prices, of course. The cattle market, uh, we saw some cash cattle anywhere from 137 to up to 145 last week. Generally speaking, we were a dollar or two better than the week prior. In the outside markets, the U.S. dollar is a little bit higher. The S&P's down, down 12. The Dow Jones down 40 points. Bonds off a little bit. Gold's up 18 bucks. Crude oil is down 35 cents at 106.03 in the June WTI contract. Have a great week, guys. I will talk to you same time tomorrow.